Hello and welcome to 21st Precinct from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. 21st Precinct, Sergeant Waters. Yeah, that's right. A verification of the ownership is what we want. Connecticut Registration 3, T for Thomas, 152. Well, what do you have? You are by transcription in the muster room at the 21st Precinct, the nerve center. A call is coming through. You will follow the action taken pursuant to that call from this minute until the final report is written in the 124 room at the 21st Precinct. We're holding the car and the occupants. Well, let me know as soon as you're here. All right. Okay. 21st Precinct. It's just lines on a map of the city of New York. Most of the 173,000 people wedged into the nine-tenths of a square mile between Fifth Avenue and the East River wouldn't know if you asked them that they lived or worked in the 21st. Whether they know it or not, the security of their homes, their persons, and their property is the job of the men of the 21st Precinct. The 21st, 160 patrolmen, 11 sergeants, and four lieutenants of whom I'm the boss. My name is Kennelly. Frank Kennelly. I'm captain in command of the 21st. I was working my day tour, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. It was a bright, sunny morning. I arrived at the station house at 7.35, signed the blotter, and went into my office to change the uniform. Then I read over reports and communications that had accumulated since I was last on duty 24 hours earlier. Just before 8, I walked out into the muster room and around behind the desk. Sharply on the hour, Lieutenant Gorman, the desk officer for the oncoming tour, sounded the bell, and the 66 men who would patrol the precinct on foot and in sector cars marched out of the back room on command of the patrol sergeant. The platoon halted, faced the desk, and the sergeant reported the men inspected. Then I called the roll, gave them special instructions and orders, and on the command, post your platoon, they marched out the front door. Among the men who turned out was patrolman Joseph A. Hearn, 27 years old, in the job four years, and assigned until 9 a.m. to school crossing duty at 81st Street and 2nd Avenue. There, he directed traffic and assisted school children in crossing the street for nearly an hour. He was just about to leave for his regular post when he saw a car approaching the intersection driving east on 81st Street from 3rd Avenue, the wrong way in a one-way street. He stepped out into the street, waited for the car to approach, and signaled it to a stop. A man was driving. A woman sat alongside of it. I'm sorry, officer. Don't you look at the sign? I live in Brooklyn. I got a little bit mixed up. I didn't notice it was one way lot you turned in. Yeah, I saw the traffic going the other way, and I said, uh-oh. Then I figured rather than back out into 3rd Avenue, it would be safer to come all the way through to 2nd. You know what I mean, officer? Much safer. Yeah, yeah, sure, I know. I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with the neighborhood. I'll be careful. Pull around the corner and stop. You're blocking traffic here. Look, officer, what do you say? How about a break, well, huh? just, just pull around the corner. I'll walk over there. That bum. That's his fault. you look where you're going, these things wouldn't happen. Wait a minute. Wait for the light. Want to make it worse? I could shoot down the avenue and lose them in a minute. You out of your mind. Send me a ticket. Run, they get you good. Take the ticket and shut up. Myra, I'm carrying. You're kidding. Send my top to the pocket. Take the gun and put it in your purse. Well, why won't we that
right. Go ahead, Scream. Walk 
to the desk, then. This is going to kill the whole morning. I know it. Well, he's breaking sergeant water. All right, this is good right here. Now, what have you got, huh? Lieutenant, I told you I'm going to hold it. All right, Sergeant. Okay, go ahead. Hello, this is Lieutenant Gorman, desk officer at the 21st. Listen, the patrolman on post reports a leaking fire hydrant at 93rd Street and Madison Avenue. Yeah, that's what he said. All right, Okay. Yeah, he says he thinks there's something wrong with the shutoff now. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Sergeant, when Meister rings in, tell him DWSC is on the way up to repair that. Yes, sir. Okay, Aaron. I stopped him for driving the wrong way in East 81st Street, Lieutenant. He had no registration for the car. It's my brother's car. He let me borrow it. Did he have an operator's license? Yes, sir. His name is uh, Edward Holt. 736 Partridge Street, Brooklyn. Brother, lend him the car. I'll box for that, all right. Are you Mrs. Holt? That's right. What is your brother's name? Arthur. Arthur Holt. And what is his address? Rural Route 2, Ellison, Connecticut. Connecticut registration, I heard? Yes, sir. 1952 Chevrolet two-door painted tan. There it is. Registration number is 3T152. T for Thomas? Yes, sir. All right. Sergeant. Yes, sir. Communications Bureau are here. Yes, sir. C.B., Lieutenant Gorman at the 21st. Yeah. Now, look, we've got a man operating a motor vehicle with no registration certificate. His name is Edward Holtz, 736 Patrick Street, Brooklyn. That's H-O-U-L-T-S. Yeah. Now, he claims his brother is the owner of the automobile, and he is using it with the brother's permission. The brother's name is Arthur Holt. Rural Route 2. Elliston, Connecticut. Elliston. Yeah, that's right. The car is a 1952 Chevy two-door painted tan. Connecticut registration 3. T for Thomas. 152. All right. Yeah. All right, Mr. Holtz, they're checking it out. Well, how long will it take? Well, they have to teletype to the Connecticut State Police and wait for an answer. We might be here a couple of hours. I don't think it'll take that long. This is a fine thing, holding yourself like this. I never heard of such a thing. All right. Oh, I heard the detectives are going to book a prisoner. Now, would you take these people over there, please? Yeah. My let's go. Mind. You gotta get rid of it. Listen, you gave it to me. I all, right, all right, all right. 
You people being taken care of, all right? Oh, yeah, thanks. We're uh, waiting until they check on something. You know. Oh, I see. I brought them in, Captain. Mr. Mitchell called. Captain Kennelly. Hi. How do you do? We got no complaint against this policeman, Captain. He was only doing what he was supposed to do, but I told him it was my brother's car, and we got to wait around. We got to wait around for who knows how long. He was driving the wrong way in 81st. He had no ownership certificate. His brother said he left it in the glove compartment when he let him the car. Well, uh, what's taking so long, huh? It's a Connecticut car, Captain. Oh. Listen, where's the ladies' room here? Well, there isn't any ladies' room in the station house. There isn't? No, not in this station house. Come on, you're kidding. Well, all our female prisoners go to the 19th precinct where the police women are. We have no facilities here. Uh, Harry? Yes, sir? Bring those people back over here now. Yes, sir. Okay, folks. Hey, here we go again. Oh, what's doing, Red? Oh, it's pretty quiet, Captain. Let's hope it stays that way. Oh. I'd sure like to know what kind of a runaround I'm getting here. Oh, what do you mean? I asked him if I could go outside to get a cup of coffee, and he said, no, I couldn't. I was the one that was driving the car. She didn't have anything to do with it. Why can't she go out? Because if that car turns out to be stolen, the law says that not only the driver is involved, every occupant is. The car is not stolen. It belongs to my brother. Mr. Holtz, right now, we don't know that your brother owns the car. In fact, we don't even know that you have a brother. Inspector car number three came by the house for me, and I went out on patrol of the precinct at 9.25 a.m. Twenty minutes later, however, the communications bureau instructed the desk officer of the 21st to assign temporarily to the 15th precinct one radio motor patrol car and its crew to assist in an unusual occurrence, the breaking of a water main and the flooding of the street and the subway station. In order that we not be left undermanned on patrol, I returned to the station house and instructed Patrolman Farrell, the operator of sector car number three, to pick up his recorder, Patrolman Meister, who had been assigned to a fixed post, and resume patrol of his regular sector. I got out of the car in front of the station house, crossed the sidewalk, walked up the stone steps, and into the muster room. Uh, Captain. Yes? Well, this is to you, Lieutenant King. Oh, all right. Tell him to hold on. As soon as I sign the blotter. Yes, sir. He just came in the station house, Lieutenant. He'll be with you as soon as he signs the blotter. No, he's got nobody with him. Okay, Sergeant. I'll take it in my office. Yes, sir. He's going to take it in his office, Lieutenant. I want to talk to the Captain. That's what's the trouble. The Captain can't help you, Mr. Holt. Well, I can ask him. All right, I'll be with you in a minute. I've got a phone call waiting. I'm waiting, too. On the first place, in Captain Kennelly. Lieutenant King, Captain. Yes, Matt. Captain, do you remember that boy who tried to cut his wrist on the bars in the cells last December? Yes, Matt. What about him? Well, he's going to bat on that murder charge next week. The district attorney thinks his lawyer might call you as a defense witness. Oh, what do they want me for? Okay. 
There he comes. All right, now what's the trouble? We're just waiting for word, Captain. That's right. We're getting awful tired of standing around here. Well, all right, I'll see what I can do. We'd certainly appreciate it. You know, it's one thing if I did something really out of the ordinary, but it's my brother's car, and my wife is willing to vouch for that. Yes, we know all about that, Mr. Holtz, but it takes time to check these things out. Well, we've been here for time. We've been here for plenty of time. All right, I'll see what I can do. Well, we'd certainly appreciate it, Captain. 21st Precinct, Sergeant Waters. Hey, Red, uh, how come you haven't heard on that Connecticut car yet? Well, we're waiting, Captain. Well, we're short-handed on patrol this tour. I'd like to get Ahern back on the job. So would I, Captain. I just rang down to CB. They haven't had any word from the Connecticut State Police yet. Well, why don't you send them upstairs? Let the detectives worry about it. Okay? Uh, Ahern. Yes, sir? Would you come over here with Mr. and Mrs. Holt? Yes, sir. Oh, uh, how are they doing on that break in the water main downtown? You think we'll get our car back soon? Well, they've got the trouble located. It's a problem of traffic now. Oh, good. Are we going to be able to go now? We haven't had any word yet, Mrs. Holt. Listen, do you know how long it's been? Do you know how long we've been waiting around here? We're trying to get you out as fast as we well, can. Well, it certainly doesn't look like it. That's all I can say. Well, we're going to send you up to the detectives and let them get it straightened out. The detectives? Mm-hmm. Well, what have they got to do with it? Listen, Captain, I'm a guy with a lot of patience, but after all, we've been hanging around here almost an hour. And now with the detectives, all I ask you to do is be reasonable. Yeah, well, all we ask you to do is comply with the law and have a registration certificate with you when you operate an automobile. Who's catching upstairs, Sergeant? The local hotel. Uh, There's a fine way to do things. I'll be in my office, Red. Yes, sir. I can't go out to get a cup of coffee. That's part of my nose. Sergeant, give me the look on here. Yes, sir. Think we did something. All right, my all right. Hello, lad. This Lieutenant Garland. Yeah. Look, I'm sending a hern up with a couple. Well, we're waiting for verification of ownership of the car he was driving. Hmm? Oh, all right. Yeah, I'll hold on. A hern. Yes, sir. Go on upstairs with him and uh, see the look of him. Okay, Lieutenant. Come on. Color the post. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah, all right. Okay. Right through there. Oh, the name is Holt. Yeah, well, look at this. Why couldn't we stand here from standing out there? This is the back room. It's the police offices. Are they better than people? Up the stairs. Oh! Hmm? Wait a minute. What's the matter? I don't have enough. Now i got to get a run in my stock. Well, that's my fault, too. Here. Hold my pocketbook. What do I want it? Hold it. All right. I felt it real. Ah, you're always feeling things. You got a wife like that? No, I'm not married. Smart. What kind of crack is that? Let's, uh, let's go upstairs. Here, take back your purse. Will it kill you to hold it a minute? It might. You never can tell. Here. All right. In there. I think this will take very long. It all depends when we hear about the car. Okay. Walk right over there. Over here, honey? Yeah, that's right. Oh, lad, this is Mr. and Mrs. Holt. Oh, yeah. Lieutenant Gorman told me about them. Now, look, folks, I'm going to make another call down to the communications bureau and see if they have from Connecticut yet. Wouldn't the best thing be to call Connecticut? Well, everything has to be cleared through CB. Now, I want to finish this thing up, and I'll get right on it. Now, why don't you go over and sit down on that bench for a minute? Over there? Yeah, make yourself comfortable. Oh, you want me to get some coffee? 
He'll call once in it for you. He'll send it over. No, that's all right. I don't feel like it now. The fact of the matter is, she does feel like it. Only she doesn't like coffee out of a paper cup. Look, why don't you be a good guy and let her go out to the lunch in it? Look, I told you about that. We can't let either of you go out until we get an answer on the car. Sit down, Abby. There's no sense standing up anymore. Yeah. What a way to run a railroad. All right, I'll see you a minute. Yeah. Be right back. We're not going anyplace. We'll be here. Now, give me what you got on these people. I'll get right on. Yeah. He was coming down a one-way street. So why didn't you take it when you had my purse? Take what? What do you think? What do you think I'm crazy? I'm going to start anything in here. I couldn't take two steps. Well, I'm stuck with it. You're not stuck with it. What do you mean I'm not stuck with it? I got it. I'm the one that got the beef in it. There won't be no beef because you ain't going to find it. They won't look. You can read their mind. Now, what's all the conversation over there? Look, we're married to each other. Aren't we allowed to talk even? Well, as long as I can hear what you're saying, can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is personal. Concentration, Chance. There's nothing personal in a police station, lady. Can I see your operator's license, Mr. Holt? They looked at it downstairs. Well, I'd like to look at it up here. Here. Here you are. Would you take it out of the wallet? Oh, honest. Uh, there. Mm-hmm. This way it resides at the present time, 736 Patrick Street, Brooklyn? Yes. You ever been arrested, Mr. Holt? Yeah, I went through a red light about a year ago out in Forest Hills. Says that in the license there, don't it? Not mean for a crime. No, what do you think I am? Do you have any other identification besides this? How about this, my social security card? Want me to take that out, too? No, I can see it, fine. Do you have any identification on you, Mrs. Holt? Look, she's my wife. I identify her. I'd like to identify her. I'd like her to identify herself. Do you have anything in your purse? Like what? Like a driver's license. I don't drive. Social security card, anything? No, I got nothing. Well, couldn't you look and see? I know I got nothing. I know what I carry in my purse. I carry a little bit of money and a lipstick and a handkerchief. Also a comb and a compact, and that's all. Well, why don't you take a look? Maybe you've got a letter or something in there. I know what I've got. I've got nothing. But she told you she's got no identification. Why don't you leave her alone? She's got nothing to do with it anyway. I was driving the car. Well, that doesn't make any difference. Let me get that lunch? No, I'll take it. Okay. 21st squad, Detective DeLuca. No, no, he's not here. Yeah, he's working, but he's out on an investigation. Yeah, yeah, sure. Who? Yeah, yeah, all right, I'll tell him. Yeah, I'll tell him. You say you've got no identification? I told you I didn't. Well, DeLuca... Oh, yeah, Lieutenant. Where's Goldman? Down at the grand jury, Lieutenant. Oh, yeah. Did this ring in yet? No, sir, not yet. First one that rings in, it comes in. Let me know. We've got a little job to be done. Well, Scanlon and Vitaly are out on patrol. Shall I put a call out for them? No, it's not that important. How do you do? Oh, this is Mr. and Mrs. Holt, Lieutenant King, commanding officer, 21st Detective Squad. A hand stopped them for driving the wrong way in a one-way street, Lieutenant. They had no registration for the car. Is it your car? No, it's my brother's. He lent it to me. We're getting some runaround here, Lieutenant. They're taking forever to find out about it. We've just been sitting around. Well, it'll get straightened out. I know it will, but when? That's the point. Now, look, Mr. Holtz, why don't you stop complaining, huh? You were the one who was at fault. We're doing the best we can. I'll bet you are. Ed. I'm sitting here like an idiot. Nobody does anything. Ed, now cut it out. I won't cut it out. i got a right to talk. Look, mister, you better take your wife's advice and just calm down. The law gets straightened out. Listen, look. 
what's the use? Okay, lad. Let me know when you hear from somebody. Yes, sir. You ought to take it easy, mister. That's not going to get you any place. That's what I said. I'm not. Everybody tells me to take it easy. I'll get it on. Okay. I'll be right back. Yeah. What's the matter with you? Nothing. 21st squad. You just making big trouble for yourself. That's all you're yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. It's all your own fault anyway. Don't lecture me, will you, Myra? Don't lecture you. That's what I said. You get yourself in the jam and give me a hard time. Okay, Bob. Hmm? We got the word. Everything's all right. You got the word. Yeah. The communications bureau got a teletype. The Connecticut State Police spoke to your brother at his job. He confirms he lent you the car. Yeah, you see? What did I tell you? Well, we can go on downstairs now. Boy, to me, we got something else to do. Oh, come on, Ed, for crying out loud. Oh, for crying out loud, me, will you? You for crying out loud me enough today. I didn't, but you had it come. Okay, okay. You
Featured in tonight's cast were Frank Moss, Elspeth Eric, John Locken, Mandel Kramer, and John Sylvester. Written and directed by Stanley Ness. George Bryan speaking. <laughs>